our interest in having launched this site is to help people with the part of the process that get that gets them started, which is the creation of a profile of a graduate. But obviously, the real, real payoff for students is when uh, education leaders use that vision to transform teaching and learning uh, and make a, a total commitment to implementing that plan uh, deeply in every aspect of their work. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, where we unpack what's new and innovative in education. And today we're talking with Ken Kay, CEO of EdLeader21, a professional learning community for education leaders committed to 21st century education. Ken discusses EdLeader21's Profile of a Graduate campaign, which was created to help educators, students, and parents envision the essential competencies for a successful graduate in their community. It provides free tools and resources to support schools and districts in this process as they customize their graduate profiles. The goal is to have 1,000 students and districts create and adopt a profile of a graduate by the end of 2019. Here's more from Tom Vanderark's discussion with Ken, who shares how this all began. All right, Ken Kay, welcome to the Getting Smart Podcast. Uh, delighted to be with you. Ken, I was just writing about uh, the Partnership for 21st Century Skills and why that was such an important initiative. Uh, what's the backstory on that? Well, the, the Partnership for 21st Century Skills started as an idea in about 2001 where a right. bunch of us in, in, in the ed tech sector uh, who had been working on technology integration all of a sudden realized we weren't getting the take-up we wanted because people were basically dealing with it as a very narrow uh, tech issue. And a couple of folks, uh, particularly at Dell and uh, Apple and AOL, came to me and said, you know, we'd do a lot better if we start focusing on what competencies young people need in the 21st century. And so we officially launched the partnership in 2002 and uh, quickly found as we started to talk to people and particularly superintendents, they'd go, well, you know, if we need to work on 21st century competencies, we're going to have to uh, get the deputy superintendent, the superintendent, the heads of curriculum and instruction and, and PD and assessment all in the room together. And that's when we knew we really were started to talk about something that was important because it forced educators uh, to think about transformation in a in a in a holistic transformative way. Right, and it really resulted in a terrific uh, framework for what kids should know and be able to do. The subject of our chat today. So a few years ago, you launched EdLeader 21. It's now a, a network of what about 180 districts around the country. Is that right? Yes. And tell tell me about that network. What's the focus? Well, as, when we were doing the work on, on the Partnership for 21st Century Skills, which was primarily an advocacy group to, to try to convince federal and state policymakers about this new framework, superintendents came up to us and said, you know, we're glad you're doing the policy work, but we really need to focus you on implementation because we're not sure what it looks like in districts and schools. And uh, we asked them, well, what form do you think such a group should take? And they said to us, well, have you heard of a PLC? And we said, well, pro those professional learning communities aren't those for teachers. And they said, yeah, but we want you to create one for leaders. And so we took this idea of a professional learning community for leaders. We had about 20 or 30 superintendents to start with, all of whom were committed 
to putting 21st century skills in place in their districts. And we began a professional learning community for them and their leadership teams and then independent school heads and their leadership teams. And it's, it's basically about uh, districts and independent schools working collaboratively uh, to promote the work of implementing 21st century education in their schools and districts. And recently you launched a profile of a graduate campaign. Uh, tell us about that. Well, we're very excited about, about that. Um, we, we had realized we spent a lot of time working with our own members on deep implementation of 21st century education, but we hadn't put as much uh, energy into helping the sector as a whole think about what, are, what is the on-ramp for 21st century education. And it turns out we'd been helping a lot of districts facilitate community dialogues around creating a profile of a graduate, which is a customized version for that district or that school of what competencies young people should have by the time they graduate. And so this profile of a graduate it was very successful inside our community, and we thought, you know, we should really help every school and district that needs a profile of a graduate to get one. So we've put a, uh, several, uh, three different types of tools on this new website. It's profileofagraduate.org. We've put three types of tools. One, we put uh, profiles of a graduate that have been adopted around the country so educators can see what they look like. Um, we have put an implementation guide for superintendents and heads of school on how to create a community dialogue around creating a profile of a graduate. And then maybe the most fun part of the site is anybody interested in education, parents, student, teacher, administrator, business leader, board member, can go on the site and pick out of 40 or 50 skills, can create their own profile of a graduate by choosing a background and choosing six of the skills. And then based on who they are, the, the report will tell them, suggest to them, things that they could do with that profile to create a conversation in their school or their district or their community to encourage uh, uh, the, the adoption of a profile of a graduate. I, I really love the, um, the gallery that you have that shows uh, great school district examples of leading districts that have been having really productive conversations that have resulted in really thoughtful profiles. I, uh, I recently visited and talked to Boone County in uh, northern Kentucky, a really terrific example of a profile. There have been so many good ones. I think that, you know, you've also, I think, pro profiled the Catherine Smith School in, in, in San right. Jose, California. What I love about that one is that profile of a graduate exists in every classroom in the school, and the, and this is a the kindergartners and the first graders actually know what those what they those do. icons are. I've um, been there and seen it, and I've had uh, school student ambassadors that uh, can describe their profile, which is really exciting. Yes, and and it's a very similar the Mount Vernon Presbyterian School, which in Atlanta, which is an independent I, school. I just I just. Uh, um, open that up, and I actually included that graphic in a presentation that I'm giving uh, tomorrow. I, I love the creative thinker, solution seeker, ethical decision maker, innovator, collaborator, communicator, really clear, uh, compelling language. 
But when, when you go, Tom, when you go to that school, you'll have the same experience where the kindergartners and the first graders know what those icons are and can tell you that they're aspiring to those competencies. It's, it's very, it's very impressive. But, you know, those are both, uh, two institutions and there are many others we could talk about, um, that, that, that are neat, um, that have been accomplished in, uh, in Fairfax County, Virginia and, um, Amarillo, Texas and all around the country. Um, but what's important, I think, is, is that you and I both could envision a district, um, you know, just adopting a profile of a graduate and it becoming a poster on the wall. And what's impressive about all these examples is that they are not just a, a rhetorical exercise. They've become the North Star for major transformation in each of those schools and districts. And so, you know, my, uh, 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 our interest in having launched this site is to help people with the part of the process that get, that gets them started, which is the creation of a profile of a graduate. But obviously the re real payoff for students is when uh, education leaders use that vision to transform teaching and learning uh, and make a, a total commitment to implementing that plan uh, deeply in every aspect of their work. So we need to get excited about getting people. We're, we're, our campaign is committed to try to get a 1,000 districts to adopt this profile of a graduate by the end of 2019, but we also want people to understand that as they adopt the profile of a graduate, uh, we hope they're equally embracing uh, a commitment to deep change and transformation that should accompany that profile of a graduate. Ken, what, why is this important now? I mean, how what changes in the world do you see that make it super important for school communities to have this conversation? Well, I, I think you you and I share a, a similar perspective that as we've watched the education space for the last 15 years, and even more so in the last five, change and transformation is happening best at the local level. And, um, you know, what we're finding is that school districts and schools that really want change for their kids and want to prepare their kids for the 21st century have come to the realization that they can't stand around waiting for federal and state policy to get it right, that local superintendents and local school boards and local communities have to make their own commitment to uh, uh, changing for the 21st century. And so, um, and, and I think now there is more and more realization, hopefully, that policy will at least, if it doesn't get it right, loosen the restrictions and make it, uh, and, and it, where possible, create some incentives for transformative schools and districts. But in our professional learning community, our superintendents and our school boards are really dedicated to this change, uh, whether, whether policy is going to get it right or not. And we're not sitting around waiting uh, for the policy to get it right. So this profile of a graduate comes at a point uh, in which we can encourage local communities to gather together um, and embrace uh, 21st century transformation, but customize it to themselves so that uh, the profile of a graduate is customized to the local community. The community engagement strategy of how to engage the community yep. is customized for the local community. But it, it hopefully uh, is going to coincide with a period in which uh, local communities are going to rise up and own change, the changes in 
education that are necessary for the 21st century. You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, and today we're talking about creating 21st century graduate profiles. So what does the profile of a graduate campaign advise communities to do when creating their own profiles? Ken shares different ways this process can look and what he advises based on his observations of best practices from different community efforts so far. And this isn't a one-size-fits-all uh, strategy. We have witnessed over the last four or five years a continuum um, of, uh, on the, on the strategy, on the community engagement side. So at one end, we have Virginia Beach, Virginia, that when they started this process a decade ago, they, they were so, um, uh, focused on the process, they ended up gathering a thousand citizens in their community center to ratify their first profile of a graduate, which was at that time called, uh, Compass to 2015. That's probably at one end of the of the community engagement strategy, but most communities will, depending on the size of the district or the school, will gather a community advisory group, 30, 50, 70, 80 people, depending on the size of the district, and really represent the broadest uh, collection of perspectives from the community um, that will help the, the district uh, understand what the profile of a graduate should look like. Um, we've had districts that have included students at every table. We've had districts that have included parents at every table. Um, and importantly, from my perspective, I, I know you share this, it's absolutely essential that the business community be involved in this process because a lot of them are able better than, than others to articulate what are the 21st century competencies really necessary for 21st century work. So what we found is this community engagement process um, usually leads to a recommendation to the school board. Um, it's best uh, that the school board actually formally ratify uh, this profile of a graduate so it's taken as seriously as possible. And then in, in districts uh, where this is really going to be implemented seriously, it becomes the first step in strategic planning which then the superintendent and the school board will direct the strategic planning process to use the profile of a graduate in effect as the design specs for strategic planning. So that's not the way the process works everywhere, but if I had to sort of condense uh, the best practices we've seen over the last three or four years, those are the essential elements of getting community engagement um, involved in the pro profile of a graduate process. It makes me think of uh, the, the co interesting connection to the new movement of iterative development and micro schools. Um, that w w one new strategy, rather than a you know a two-year planning process that resulted in this grand plan, you can actually combine a couple of these strategies where you can hold a, a pop-up school on a Saturday or a, a you know a summer school course that might demonstrate some of these new learning strategies and you can do that kind of stuff simultaneous with your your conversation about what the graduate profile should look like so sort of parallel tracks of uh demonstrating what new learning environments look like while communities are uh debating this the profile of a graduate have you seen you know, that that makes a that? lot of sense to me yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me, and we've seen a lot of that dual tracking. I, I should make one other observation, Tom, that I think might be helpful. A lot of people, when they hear our conversation, think, oh, this sounds like a new initiative. And 
one of the things I think that's been most helpful to folks as they think about this work is that the profile of a graduate is not a new initiative. It is actually uh, the North Star for the work of your district. It's a direction. It's not an initiative. And this was brought home recently. I was just out in the district three weeks ago, a very, very high-performing and, and, and innovative district, and they asked me to meet the leaders of six working groups they had on one-to-one, on portfolios, on capstones, on CTE, on success skills for curriculum and instruction. And at the end, I, I said to them, uh, what are the competencies that you're all guided toward? And um, they said to me, well, um, you know, we're each going to choose our own competencies for each of these working groups. And I said, well, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. You should be choosing a set of competencies that all of you are headed in the same direction. And one of the principals was a little um, frustrated with me and read the vision and mission statement of the district and said, here's what we're committed to. I said, I hope it's okay to say this, but your vision and mission's great, but it's the equivalent of having just uh, declared that you're committed to space exploration uh, without having decided which planet you're going to. And um, what the profile of a graduate does is not create a program. It creates the definition of the destination for all the other initiatives in the district. And I know you and I have talked about this, that things like personalized learning, which you and I really believe in, it, often people don't recognize that the way to get there is you've got to actually come to closure on your profile of a graduate so that personalized learning is headed in the right direction. And the same, for example, for one-to-one initiatives. So I, I wanted to clarify, I think it's real important that people understand that this is a, this is a North Star for your, for all of your work and not just another, uh, uh, another add-on initiative. So once a, um, when a district adopts a profile, then how do you see things actually changing? If we get down to sort of learner experience, um, how do you see districts translating a profile into a different master schedule and a different set of uh, instructional strategies? Well, what, what, what we have found, you know, in the work of um, Ed Leader 21 and now, you know, our, our work as a professional learning community is to gather together the districts that want to work together to implement their profiles of a graduate. Um, there are a couple of, of, of interesting initial steps. Um, uh, one is, is that they often want to adopt rubrics or definitions of the components, the competencies they've embraced. So, for example, Creativity is a great word, but if you don't have a combination, com, uh, a definition, a common definition of creativity, it's start, hard to start working on it. So one step is, is that um, you often need common definitions for the competencies. Secondly, which is often overlooked, is a lot of districts uh, determine, decide to have the adults in the system begin to work on those competencies first. And if you think about it, it makes a lot of sense that teachers and administrators have actually got to embrace the competencies before they can expect students to. So that actually right. ends up being a very effective where uh, after the portrait of, profile of a graduate has been adopted, often districts will ask teachers and professional learning communities and sites, uh, schools, to actually assess 
adult performance around collaboration, communication, creativity. Um, once that begins, uh, once those steps are taken, then people begin quickly, and again, as you say, these are all dual-tracked often, uh, start focusing on what is, how do we support teachers in altering classroom practice. And we have been involved in a major piece of work around performance tasks, helping schools and districts develop performance tasks for teachers that will actually get the students to demonstrate the competencies we're interested in. Um, and that's been, um, so that's the sequence we see most often in our schools um, is profile the graduate to rubrics to performance tasks. But having said that, what makes this work so interesting is we have dozens of schools headed off in a variety of directions using design thinking, using PBL. Using, it's not a, no two districts are implementing this identically. And, and what's nice about the profile of a graduate process, it really affords each district the opportunity to think about um, the strategies for teaching and the strategies for designing curriculum uh, that work best for them. So we, we have found that, that some of the very best strategies, Jay McTie's UBD and design thinking out of Stanford and systems thinking out of the Waters Foundation, um, um, have all been used by our districts in various ways to make uh, 21st century teaching and learning come to life, but we have not prescribed that, nor do we recommend that, because each group of administrators and teachers needs to look at their profile of a graduate and determine what's the best way to bring this to life in their teaching and learning community. And that, at the end, that's what's really going to make the difference. That's great. Uh, Ken, where can people find more information about this campaign? So the, the website, again, is profileofagraduate.org, profileofagraduate, all one word, .org. All the tools on the site that we've mentioned, uh, the examples of Profile of a Graduate, the, the Profile of a Graduate Builder Tool, and the Profile of a Graduate Implementation Guide are all available on that website, and they're all uh, all free. That's uh, it's just a terrific resource and a really important contribution. Uh, Ken Kay, we have long appreciated your work, and this is a great new contribution that every ed leader should uh, check out, profileofgraduate.org. Ken, thanks for being well, on the Tom, thanks, podcast. That, well, thank you so much for all the work you do in, in moving transformation along, and thanks for making this opportunity available to us. We really appreciate it. Thanks to Ken Kay for speaking with us today, to Tom Vander Ark for another great interview, and to Troy Lund for mixing it all together for us. Are you interested in hearing more about community involvement in schools? Then check out Season 2, Episode 26, where David Ratray, President of Unite LA, talks about schools and communities helping today's students prepare for success in a changing world. In today's podcast, Tom and Ken mentioned micro-schools, which has been a hot topic on our blog. Check out Season 2, Episode 36 of the podcast, where Matt Candler of 4.0 Schools talks about the future of schools, which includes starting small schools to pilot new ideas. You can listen to all of the Getting Smart podcast episodes on our iTunes and SoundCloud channels, where you'll find more than 80 podcasts from ed leaders across the nation speaking on topics from social-emotional learning to design thinking to global competency in school. 
While you're there, subscribe and rate us, and be sure to tag us in tweets sharing any topics you'd like to hear us cover in future podcasts using our Twitter handle at getting underscore smart. And as always, for more on all things innovations and learning, check out our blog at gettingsmart.com. For the Getting Smart Podcast, this is Kat signing off.